When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Go behind the wheel, under the hood, and beyond with Car Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey. Ah, sorry. No, it's, uh, welcome to the podcast, everybody. My name is Scott Benjamin. I'm the auto editor here at HowStuffWorks.com. And my name is Ben. I write some videos here uh, with the same company as you do. Scott, yeah. you know, I got it. That was a terrible Fat Albert impression, really. I, I, I should have worked on it. No, no. I think we have, you know what? We have the rest of the life of this show for you to refine that impression. And I think now you've just got a new nickname, Scott the loose cannon, Benjamin. Yeah, you kind of got to get your throat ready for something like that. You, know? you have to prep. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. See? Already. That was already. already. That was much better. Okay, yeah. And the other one wasn't it. that bad. I feel better about it. I feel better. It has because nothing to do with today's topic, though. By well, way. it does in the sense that we are kind of talking about being prepared. Huh? What? Nice. It was a oh, segue. Oh, I got you. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was wondering how you're going to link Fat Albert and snow driving. I'm, you know, I'm working. I'm, I'm doing my best. Oh, wait, we already said the topic. No uh, need for a segue now. Something like that. Driving in the snow. That's what we're going to talk about, right? Yes. Not just what to do, but even more importantly, what not to do. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because there's a lot of mistakes that are made uh, in the snow and a lot of them very costly mistakes because mm-hmm. they end up with, uh, you know, cracked fender, bent, you know, bent fenders and, uh, you know, hitting whatever, trees, walls, guardrails, all that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a lot of things you can do to avoid that if you just use some common sense. And to be honest, uh, ladies and gentlemen, friends and neighbors out there in podcast land, uh, we're not saying that we're perfect snow drivers. Scott, I don't know about you, but looking at this list, I have made a few mistakes. I've had my fair share of snow driving incidents, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, And not even here in Georgia. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah. we get ice here, and it's uh, it's dangerous. The ice is crazy. Yeah, because of the, the hills. It's very, very uh, serious. I, I, I kind of laughed about it at first, you know, but when uh, when there's ice on the hills that we have here, sure, very dangerous. It's just not the terrain for something like that. Especially when you're stopping suddenly at an uh, intersection on an incline or something. Yeah, it's not, it's not as severe as, like, you know, like San Francisco would be. I mean, sure. can you imagine if San Francisco had snow and ice, that type of climate? Um, mm. The city would shut down. 
Yeah, it would. Just a, a layer of frost, it would be. Um, but it's similar here, you know, that it's really dangerous. So, um, I don't know. I think everybody can take some, you know, you know what? These, some of these tips apply even in the rain. Uh, Absolutely. Just when driving conditions, yeah. conditions are slick. Um, you know how the first, what do they say, first 15 minutes are the, the slickest after rain because of the oils that kind mm-hmm. of percolate up through the uh, through the pavement? Give me an opportunity to give my mother a shout-out because since I was 15, she has been telling me that. Uh, it's true. Yeah. It's true because everything that's left on the surface is then being, it hasn't been washed away yet. Mm-hmm. And then you've got this water, oil, well, not mixture, but they don't mix all that well. Right, and, right. Uh, and, you know, kind of skating on the road. Yes. So this even goes to a higher degree when we are talking about driving in snow. Um, Scott, how how should we kick this off? Where well, do you want to go with this well, one? Well, tell you what, we've got an article on our site that's called uh, Five Common Mistakes You Should Avoid While Driving in the Snow. Yes. And that outlines five pretty darn good reasons uh, to slow down or really to, to take it easy. Um, and things that you know people do, I guess, incorrectly in the snow. Often, you know, common mistakes. So you want to just hit them five through one, and then we'll uh, maybe add to it a little bit at the end. Yeah, let's do it. Let's let's count down to number one, and then let's put in some bonus. All right, (laughs) you ready? So number five. Here we go. Thinking your four wheel drive makes you invincible. Oh, have you seen this? I have seen it, but I know already you have seen it more often. Many, many, really, many times. Yeah. Give me give me an anecdote. Well, I mean. It's just it's common. I don't know if there's even one example, but you'll you know be traveling on the highway, you know, two hands on the wheel, white knuckles because you're holding it so tight, um, and someone will fly past you in the fast lane, um, in the left lane, traveling you know a regular rate of speed. I guess you'd say you know if it was a dry like if it was dry pavement. Sure. And sure enough, you know either you see it happen or it happens way ahead of you that you know that that person is off in the in the ditch. Um, it happens a lot. Up north, I mean, I've seen it many, many times. And if we could just examine the mechanics of this, the main thing that people sometimes forget when they're doing four-wheel drive is when your car is slipping, it doesn't actually matter which wheel your drive is in if the whole car is slipping, if right? everything is on, if yeah. you're on ice and you're, you're slipping sideways, your four-wheel drive doesn't do nearly as much good as, you know, if you were just, I don't know if I said that right. I should probably back up. But um, what, I, what I mean is that if if you're driving your four-wheel drive truck as if the, the pavement were dry, but it's not, you're on ice, mm-hmm. and you end up sliding sideways, that's that's a bad situation. You're not going to, your four-wheel drive isn't going to help you at that point. You're right. Um, sideways it, is It may help you get part. out of the ditch once you're in the ditch. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, in deep snow it's fine, and traveling forward it's fine. But um, you're you're pretty much on equal ground with everybody else when you're on ice. Mm, if you hit that bounce, yeah, you're gonna I mean, slide. You can argue that a little bit, you know, with the the torque distribution and all that. But um, really, um, it's it's not it's nothing that will make you invincible, like uh, like the article says. Right, exactly. Which is why we don't say that four wheel drive is not better than uh, conventional two wheel drive. But we do want to point out it does not make you immune to ice. No, no, no. It, it, it is uh, it is helpful. I've had you know four cars with four wheel drive, um, trucks with four wheel drive, and uh, yeah, they're extremely capable in the snow. Don't get me wrong there. What would you say would be number four? Number four, not being prepared. That's a little bit. That's a little bit open ended. It's pretty broad, but um, think about it this way. Think about like um, snow tires. You probably want to have snow tires or at least tires with decent tread. You don't want to have, uh, you know, like 
three season tires like yeah. we have here a lot of times. No, those bald pawn shop tires. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you want to make sure that like your 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 heater and defroster works. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know things just to keep you warm in the in the winter time as well. So if you do get stranded in a ditch or in a snowdrift somewhere, um, you know make sure that uh, you also have decent window wipers. And this is very important solvent because uh, I've been stuck many times without solvent. And you get this kind of uh, slushy mix on the on the um, on the glass, and yeah. you can't get it off. If if uh, the sunshine comes through that, you'll never be able to see ahead of you, and it's it's a nightmare. You have to pull over and use snow or anything you can to wipe it off. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Now, what do you mean by solvent? Just a just just the uh, just the standard windshield washer. Nothing nothing fancy. It doesn't have to be unless you want to use something with antifreeze so that it doesn't freeze up. Because mm-hmm. um, oftentimes I had to use something like that to keep it from becoming solid overnight. Mm-hmm. And the reason you use that is because you knew that you were going to be in a situation where you might need it. Exactly. You need to yeah. be prepared. And that, that goes down to, I mean, we can take this a whole different level that we had before with, um, you know, like the cold weather preparedness yeah. kits and the first aid kits and all that. But we're not really talking about that right, that right now. We're just talking about just be ready. I mean, even if that's, um, you know, just taking warm clothes like hats and boots and and, uh, and mittens and things like mm-hmm. that to wear if you do have to find you know you find yourself having to walk to the next gas station uh, oh yeah, yeah exactly. I shudder at the thought exactly so being prepared is yeah. number four hello acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight well hello Emmy winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion Rosie somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned it feels so good it does and like always we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV movies comics and geek culture that's right we'll be talking about Batman heroes of that stature and of course We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, was we'll it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Gene, and Vlastar on the business. I understand now. He's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. But We Loved is a podcast about queer history. I'm Jordan Gonsalves, your host. Growing up, I thought being gay was the worst thing I could ever be. The gay history I learned was tragic. Jerry had died of AIDS, and it's like, what is happening? It was survival. That's why it's called survival sex. But as I interviewed queer elders, I realized there was another history that I had never been taught, 
a history of courage and perseverance. I wanted to take control of my story and not be ashamed of it. And it was a history full of love. The joy we found in saying husband again and again and again was incredible. And while learning this new queer history from my elders, I realized they had so much wisdom to pass down. The key is to understanding yourself, learning to love and embrace yourself. For My Heart Podcasts, I'm Jordan Gonsalves, and this is But We Loved. Listen to But We Loved on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Number three, maybe? Following too closely. Oh, everybody follows too closely, Scott. That's a sad fact of life. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. But um, you probably experience this more in the rain down here. Sure. Uh, but in you know snow and ice, it's even more critical. It just seems it's a it's you're you're more apt to slide further in mm-hmm. snow and ice. Mm-hmm. And um, there's actually a kind of a, a a rule, a loose rule that you should follow. Um, for every ten miles per hour, you should have about four car lengths of distance between you and the next car. Um, no one obeys this this law. I mean, I can. I, it's not a law, really. It's just a recommendation, really. Kind of a rule of thumb. Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it this way, if, if you go by that rule, uh, every ten miles per hour is four car lengths. If you're traveling thirty miles per hour, which is you know half of normal highway speed, um, you need twelve car lengths between you and the car in front of you. Which is just not going to happen. No, it's not going to happen because eleven cars will pull in between you and this car, <laughs> and we know that, right? Yeah, yeah thirteen will try, eleven yeah, 13, will make it. Yeah, exactly, it happens every time. So uh, that's that's a tough one to, to do, but if you can remember to to back off a little bit, mm-hmm. you're going to save yourself some grief. And it's it, this one is, I would argue, pretty important because. Tailgating is something that everybody hates mm-hmm. if it's at the rear of their car. Mm-hmm. But if it's the front of their car, then it's somehow never that bad. <laughs> yeah, you know what right. I mean? Yeah, because they're in control and they know yeah. that uh, it's not going to happen to them. I've been guilty of this sometime, yeah. uh, sometimes, and I know what most people are thinking. They're either angry at the person in front of them, frustrated with the traffic, or they're thinking, God, I am such a good driver. I know exactly where mm-hmm. I'm going. What is up with this Land Rover? Um not that they're bad cars. I had a specific instance where I was a bad guy. <laughs> Understood. And it was snowing. And, um, you know, no matter how close somebody gets behind you, um, if you speed up, they're not going to get in the accident. Mm-hmm. You are. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, a lot of times you can – this kind of leads into the next one. But, yeah. um, you know what, we'll just talk about the next one. Let's do the next one. Number two, slamming on the brakes. Ah, uh. This kind of goes with uh, the, the last one we had, following too closely, because if you follow too closely and then find yourself having to slam on the brakes. Kaboom. Yeah, exactly, because it's no good on, on the ice. Um, of course, you, you may have ABS, and that may help you a little bit, uh, but not not an awful lot. I mean, it, if you're too close, it's just going to happen, especially mm-hmm. on ice. Um, I've had situations where I've slid right up to the point where I thought I was going to hit a car and didn't, mm-hmm. and I stopped way ahead of time. You know, I should say all, not every time, but almost always. Um it's it's scary because you can go a long, long way on ice. Um, you just cannot stop the car. You're pumping the brakes. You're trying everything you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you don't have ABS, that is, because I didn't at the time. Um, it's dangerous. I'm just kind of ice surfing. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it's it. And the other thing with this is, and and this is critical to remember too. And I, I saw this somewhere else: is that 
you got to remember when when you're sliding. And this is this is you got to put this delicately. Okay. Try to steer less. We do have to put that delicately. Yeah. Steer less, <laughs> yeah. and that, so, it'll this will make sense when when you understand what I'm saying. Go ahead. Do you think you know? You're talking about overcompensation. Yeah, exactly. Like let's say that you're you're sliding and you're sliding towards the car in front of you, and you turn the wheel. It's instinctive. You want to turn the wheel sure. to get the car to the car continues to go straight. If you turn the wheel too far. Um, when it does catch, if it does catch, uh, you know the pavement traction, mm-hmm. you're going to suddenly end up in you know the lane next to you quick, and you may end up into another car, a mm-hmm. fire hydrant, a tree, whatever. You may um, end up going forward sideways. Now it's no good to hit the car in front of you, of course. Yeah. But you know if you overcorrect, that's one th- that, that's bad. If you if you don't do anything, that's also bad. You got I mean, there's a, there's a balancing act here. Slow and steady wins the race. Yeah. Goes back to being prepared. Yeah. If you're ever if you're ever saying to yourself. I have to drive the speed because I have to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. As cold and cruel as it is to point it out, you should have left earlier. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that's easy for us to say. Well, I, I hope it doesn't it. snow tonight. You're already <laughs> hitting on our number one. Our number one. Are we going to Are we going to yep. do this one? You, you probably know what it is. Go ahead. Driving too fast. Correct. Which, you know, both you and I are guilty of on our best of days. Yes. Yep, that's right. But um, in, you know, adverse weather conditions – Definitely slow it down. Um, every time I do it, I slow down in the rain. I slow down in the snow, of course. Um, it's just important. I mean, even yeah, I mean, of course, you got to think of other things like fog and things like that too. But mm-hmm. uh, we're talking about snow and ice, and it's it's critical that you slow down on snow and ice. Um, I don't know. That would save an awful lot of uh, a lot of body yeah. work. That's an excellent point that we haven't uh, mentioned yet. The visibility tends also to be lower. Yeah. Especially if it's during a snowstorm. Oh yeah, definitely. It's. Uh, it's it can be just as bad as fog sometimes if uh, if you get a whiteout condition and you can't see what's coming ahead. Um, just proceed with caution. Do you these, have, these all sound like common sense, but sure, really, that's that's what this is all about. It's driving in the snow is all about common sense, and if you just take your time, really think it through what what you're doing, every move that you make, you'll be fine. Just as long as you know everybody, and also just kind of monitor what everybody else around you is doing. You mm-hmm. can kind of you can spot who's you know, comfortable with the situation and who's not. Mm-hmm. And uh, just try to stay away from the ones that are not. I know that's easier said than done sometimes, but, um, mm-hmm. again, it just comes down to common sense. And I think we should also point out, in all fairness, uh, I don't know about you, Scott, but I really love my adopted hometown of Atlanta, mm-hmm. and I do not want to say anything bad about the drivers that is untrue. So I will say something that is completely true. These people go bananas Whenever it right, uh, snows, excuse me. Whenever it snows? Yeah, a little bit of sleet, yeah. a little bit, uh, oh, God forbid this that there true. be an inch of well, snow. you know, we had a light dusting of snow recently. We did. It was sort of like a, a little bit of powdered and, sugar. And as I got up in the morning, this is extremely light snow. As I got up in the morning, I heard that on one of the expressways, the, uh, the bypass, the one that goes around the city, mm-hmm. I think it was something like a 28-car accident. 285? Yeah, right by. Uh, Hapeville, the a, airport exit. A 28-car accident because of a light dusting of snow. So that gives you an idea of what um, you know the, the conditions that people are accustomed to, and then they were they were kind of forced into this dry, this snow driving condition mm-hmm. that they had. Just, a lot of people just have no idea, or they forget from the previous year. You know, maybe they had one or two days of experience of it down here, as opposed to you know three or four months of it up in a northern climate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's it's. It's understandable in some situations, but I, I just can't understand where that's not, that's a pretty flat area. That mm-hmm. something was going on there. People were just traveling at the normal speed as if it was a, a normal work day at that. Point. And there's there's also ice 
Yeah, ice. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who we can assume safely uh, were commuters from mm-hmm. outside or inside the, yeah. the city and then also just came from an airport in a rental car, which had to stink, man. <laughs> When you know you drive out a yeah. Hertz or whatever, yeah, and that confirmed. You know, pretty sure, yeah, yeah, pretty sure yeah. because of the area that, that this sure. happened in. But um, yeah, it, it's a bad situation, and you know that. I mean, just because there are twenty eight cars involved in this thing, you know that there's a little bit of driving too fast, or they're mm-hmm. probably slamming on the brakes. Mm-hmm. They're probably following too closely. Sure. Um, who knows about preparedness? I don't know. Maybe some of them are four-wheel drive. I don't know. Probably, <laughs> statistically, out of 28 cars, one of them Trying to link was. it to all five of our, uh, yeah, our, bring our it reasons back. here. But um, at least three of those were most likely happening in that case. Scott, remember what you were telling me uh, earlier this week about your close call at an intersection? Yeah, we had some ice, some black ice here mm-hmm. recently. And I was sitting at an intersection, and a pickup truck, you know, unbeknownst to the driver, was coming through this patch of ice. And I'm sitting there just I'm just waiting for the light to change. And I look to my left as he rounded the corner of the back end of the truck, you know, because it's slow light, mm-hmm. slid out towards my car. I made a half effort to grab the steering wheel and, and move a little bit, you know, to the right. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have done any good anyways. But it didn't hit me, and he wouldn't have hit me even if I had moved, but mm-hmm. or hadn't moved, I should say. Um, but it happened really, really quickly. The guy just had no idea that it was there. But um, that's the kind of thing that you need to watch out for on these cold mornings is the, the black ice. And um, it's it's common up here, and it's also it's very dangerous. It's uh, you know, something you hear a lot about, but um, until you experience it like that, until you see that, you know, how some of these smaller accidents happen, you know, if, mm-hmm. you, if you imagine that happening all over town that day, mm-hmm. um, you know, someone's going to, you know, uh, have a bad morning. And this is actually... I know it might sound like it's a little bit of a finger wag at people and that we're maybe overemphasizing some of some of the problems here. It, but look, it's it's not really you guys that we're talking about. We're just letting you know what these other people might be doing. Exactly. It's everybody else. It's every it's never it's never us. No, it's not. It's you. everyone else. No, it's not. <laughs> uh do you have any other ones? You know, I, I don't, but um there's probably a lot more to go with some of these. I'm sure, oh, we, sure. Can, we can talk about these all day, really, because, mm-hmm. um, you know, every one of these has a, a deeper angle to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're not covering it all. We're just trying to quickly go through and, and kind of get people thinking about it that, you know, maybe, maybe you should just pay attention to what you're doing out there. Claim comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it. Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share it with. So you write the books, Jin. And last hour on the business. I understand now. It's a wise man who marries a wiser woman. But be careful and choose your travel partner well. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth. Freeze, Americano! Jean! Huh? Oh! Run! So travel before it's too late. Your money will return. Your time won't. And we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Would you like to try some listener mail? I love listener mail. Okay, Scott, our uh, listener mail today comes from uh, Stephen, and he says that he was listening to our earlier podcast on upsetting driving habits, and he agrees with our topics. But, and that's good news, but uh, he was surprised to learn that many of the so-called road to- Rules of the road are illegal, and uh, we know these things as well. Um, you know, a yellow light at a traffic light does technically mean stop. I was the one who said it means get ready to stop. No, I was, yeah. I was uh, being a little too casual. Actually, illegal. And um, you know, when merging onto a highway, highway traffic always has the right of way. When exiting the highway, most states require you to reduce speeds to 45 miles per hour or lower. And then this is the one that I think you and I both know, and everybody knows this, but we didn't point it out in the podcast, so I, I really want to underline this one today. Um, the misconception of the left lane is the high-speed lane, ah. right? Although yes. everybody treats it that way, we all know both lanes are the same speed, and passing a vehicle is illegal, technically, if you exceed the posted speed limit. Yeah, supposedly the idea is that you can use that lane for passing, mm-hmm. but never exceed the speed limit. So yes. you're to go around, if there's a 45 minimum and a 60 maximum, let's say, if someone's going 45 in the uh, the right, uh, the left center lane mm-hmm. and you use the left lane to go around them, never exceed 60 miles per hour, right. pass them, complete the pass, and then get back over. Right. That's the idea. That's, that's, that's the idea. And, of course, uh, as Stephen points out, uh, this is something that people often – We'll get a ticket for because everybody treats it as though it's it's a mere technicality. Yeah, as if uh, you know if someone's going sixty five already in front of you. Mm-hmm. You use the passing lane. You go a, a for a brief burst. You're going eighty, eighty five. Sure. And then get back in traffic. You've just broken the law. Yeah. yeah. And we we wanted to make sure that we put this out on the airwaves because we did come off a little bit. I don't know. Would you say we were cavalier? I don't know. I don't know if we we're quite <laughs> cavalier. Uh, you were cavalier. I, oh, you I guess so. About it. Yeah. yeah, well, 
All right. <laughs> I guess that's it for us today. Uh, th- uh, thanks so much for listening. If you have any other suggestions for a future topic or an upcoming podcast, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit howstuffworks.com. Let us know what you think. Send an email to podcast at howstuffworks.com. Be sure to check out the new High Speed Stuff blog now on the How Stuff Works homepage. Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful. Because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really needs your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 